Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel, episode 53. I'm gonna I'm gonna say episode 53 with confidence this week, even though now it's probably gonna be the first week <laughs> I get it wrong. But we're back once again. I'm joined as always by Jamie183. How, how are we doing, mate? I'm good, yeah. We're uh, recording late because Matt's out living his life on a Monday. Yeah, so, shocking. Yeah, ridiculous. Yep. But here we are. So yeah, but it, it, let's let's just get the elephant out of the room. It's it's going to be quite a fast-paced episode today. <laughs> uh, I think we're we're going to safely say. Luckily, though, or unluckily, depending on how you want to look at it, there isn't too much to go through today. Of course, timestamps uh, will be linked down below. That is a perfect segue to other things uh, that will be linked down below as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, F1 merch, Bybit, uh, Manscaped. Clips, everything like that. It's all linked down below. I'm not even bothering trying to, to justify the things. You're just listing them off at this point. We're really. just we're just listing them <laughs> off this week. Yeah, that, that's how it that how it is uh, in this week's episode of the podcast. That is how tight we are for time here to Jamie. Here to Jamie. Oh, here today, Jamie. We we are. This is going to be such a vibe. Um, of course, check us out on Spotify as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know the spot over there recently has been phenomenal as well. But F1. We head to Miami this week, Jamie. How how are we feeling about this? I'm quite looking forward to it. It's it's like new tracks are always interesting. Like even if it's not a great track, like the likes of Jeddah and Saudi, not Saudi. That's the same track. Jeddah and uh, Jeddah Qatar. and Saudi is definitely the same circuit. Uh, Qatar last year. Qatar was good. Qatar, they were both like, good. It's a good track. Yeah, but they were both just interesting. Just even though. Like, the races, or Jeddah was a good race, but Qatar wasn't such a good race. But even so, it was still, like, the foray into the unknown is always quite fun. So, yes, I'm sure Miami should deliver. The drivers are going to absolutely love it. You can just tell already by their post this week. Um, yeah, it should be a good race. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see. I mean, we'll discuss a bit more about the track yeah. uh, in just a moment, won't we? But, yeah, I think a lot of the drivers, obviously, a new track is always a fun challenge. Not so much nowadays because everyone already knows exactly where they're going to be going yeah. around the circuit, thanks to all the simulated data and everything like that. But, you know, I think a lot of the drivers are going to enjoy the circuit. Daniel Ricciardo's going to enjoy hyping himself up for the weekend and then probably getting lapped by Lando like he did at Monaco <laughs> last year. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see as to that one. But we have had some more news from upgrades, though, from certain teams, haven't we? I think the big one... Ferrari are apparently bringing some energy, uh, MGUK, no, MGUH, sorry, upgrades, mm. aren't they? I haven't actually seen deployment. much about that. Um, well, obviously, they're being a little bit shady with it. You know, perhaps we're yeah. getting some 2019-style spicy engines again. But apparently, apparently, I think it's about an extra five brake horsepower, that's... which doesn't sound like a lot, but no, that's a good tenth of a second a lap every lap. Yeah, so, and of course, when you're in such a close close fight with red bull as they are any little marginal gain could be a difference maker between winning a race yes. and not winning a race so exactly i'm sure the drivers will appreciate the upgrade if it works um it could be a classic ferrari put an upgrade on that makes it slower but um we'll have to wait and see about that so yeah. yes yeah you never quite know and i mean i don't know if you read the article this week mattia bonotto's come out and said he genuinely reckons each week it's going to swing between ferrari and red bull who's got the faster car yeah yeah a bit like last year with red bull and mercedes really well, Rebel had a faster car for most of the year, but yeah. Um, speaking of Mercedes, though, Jamie, apparently they're also going to be bringing some upgrades this weekend. It's, it's still a bit all over the show, isn't it, for Merck yeah. at the moment? It's very, um, very weird. Like, 
one like back in the first couple races they were like oh yeah once we sort out the porpoising we'll be rapid and now yeah. everyone's kind of concluded that it's a deeper problem than that um yes so yeah. i'll be interested i'm sure the whole world will be interested to see if if they've actually solved anything um yeah i i'm not a mercedes fan not a hamilton fan so i don't really mind i don't like to see him in 17th although it's it's funny once in a while but not for the whole season um i think for the sport as well it's good to have three different teams up the front so hopefully yes. it makes a difference yeah exactly and i mean i think this was the thing wasn't it mercedes kind of felt like you know they could sort of put a band-aid on it and then realized it was an artery wound that they yeah. had rather than anything else it seems like whenever they try to fix it with one solution it just generates another problem mm. at the moment but you know they're they're a big team i'm sure they will get it sorted out sooner hopefully rather than later uh you know it'd be nice to sort of see them fighting at the front this year and i mean we discussed this last week didn't we yeah you know there's been a lot of talk online sort of talking i mean it's been rather interesting hasn't it over the last two weeks Two people you'd never expect to come out and support Hamilton have both done so. I don't know if you've seen this. Mark Webber did this morning. Is that one of them? Or... No, he wasn't. Oh, well, he has today. That's all. What's he come out and said today, then? Uh, like, it's not Hamilton's fault that he's in, like, 15th, because the car no, is shocking, no. basically, which is what everyone thinks. So. Yeah. The, the two that surprised me was, first of all, Fernando Alonso. Oh, wow. He came out last week, obviously, saying, you know, it's so dependent on the cars nowadays in Formula One. Mm. You know, he went from five world championships to being nowhere with McLaren Honda. Uh, you know, Hamilton has unfortunately ended up in the same sort of area. And then even more weirdly, Christian Horner has come out. I think I did I see think, that one, actually. I think, to be honest, it's probably from Christian trying to make it out that Max is still better. But, you know, he was <laughs> saying, you know, five races ago, Hamilton was battling for a world championship and now he's nowhere. You know, that, mm. that doesn't happen overnight, you know, unless we're sort of talking someone that has a big crash or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they lose their confidence, you know, that, which hasn't that happened. doesn't, yeah. The last probable person I could think of with that high-profile case was probably Felipe Massa. Mm. Yeah, which was obviously not his fault at all. So No, no, completely. And he had a completely. getting on for a year out of the sport as well with recovering from it. So, yeah, Hamilton is still a good driver. There's... Yes. Like everyone's yeah. saying it's a fraud. Russell's in fourth, he's fifteenth, like they're just trying to bait people. So yeah. I uh, he I'm pretty sure he would win a race this year. Like I Yeah. I'm thinking it's obviously easy parallels to make, but two thousand nine is like starts off doing badly, has five races in a row where he's not scored points. Nowhere. Um in two thousand nine and then suddenly something changed mid-season and suddenly the i think he got the most points in the second half of the season Hamilton. second half of the year it was hamilton and kimmy yeah 40 to 38 yeah because button scored. and red bull were just frauding it but there we go so i'm pretty sure he will i would at least one race i probably would guess maybe three race wins for hamilton this year three race wins still yeah. this year Fair play, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I mean, <laughs> out of 20 yeah, races I mean, to go, or tw no, 19 races to go now. 19 races to go, yeah, three wins. Would I, you take I, that? I think I would, honestly, in the state that Merck's in at the moment, <laughs> I would take that quite happily. I want to see George Russell get a win this year. I want to see Sainz get a win this year as mm. well. You know, finally get both of those to tick off their first wins. But, I mean, even then, Lando Norris, I don't know if you read this this week, has come out and said he genuinely believes McLaren now have the third best car. Um. Uh, it's, I reckon it's close, like based on the last two races between them and Mercedes for third and fourth. Yeah, which yeah, which would be fascinating. You know, if yeah. McLaren have finally built a car 
that matches Mercedes. Yeah. It's just a shame for them that there's two teams that have done better than Mercedes for the first yes, time in yeah. eight years. So, yeah. I think McLaren are definitely like where we expected them to be at the start of the year. Um, they obviously yes. had big problems back in Bahrain and less so in Jeddah, but it was still kind of there with the brakes, but they've definitely got on top of it now. And that's a shame for the likes of Haas and Alpha, who we all thought were... We all thought would fall off, or not fall off, but other teams would get their act together like Alpine. Catch up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, speaking of Hastel, there's this ongoing controversy, isn't there, of have they taken a bit too much data from Ferrari? That oh, is this always question. comes up every time Haas do okay for a bit. Like and You cannot deny as well, looking at the cross-references, there's, there's a bit of similarity there. Yeah, but it's a lot less than the racing point mercedes back in 2020 oh yeah definitely, and that definitely. The, the fine and the the point deduction for that was so minimal that like this won't go anywhere but that because of that though they've completely changed the rules around it though that's what you gotta yeah remember. yes there's different different rules now for listed parts yeah. and stuff isn't it but yeah i don't know i mean it does always make me chuckle when people say, well, you can moan about Haas and then look at Alpha Tauri. And then Alpha yeah. Tauri have got a completely different car to Red Bull anyway. Yeah. Alpha Tauri don't even take all the parts they could anymore, do no, they? No, because they're, and they're confident in their own engineering. Well, <laughs> it, it's obviously that as well is a big part of it. But of course, it doesn't really make sense for Alpha Tauri to take more Red Bull parts. Because let's say Alpha Tauri accidentally nails something, Red Bull can then just nick it. Yeah. Yeah, effect, you effect, why run one and a half cars when you can run two cars? Yeah, if you got the money for it, why not? Yeah, because it yeah, it's basically the double the development, isn't it? Because you have got two independent F one teams. It's that... effectively like having a yeah, one hundred and thirty million dollar. It's like two hundred and thirty million dollar budget, or two hundred sixty yeah. million even, I should say, rather than one hundred and thirty. Announce Mercedes B team. Yeah, get McLaren <laughs> back with them. You know, bring back the good old days. I mean, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Like, we talk about Mercedes like this. I mean, Aston Martin are eyeing up more going their own way each and every year. Lance mm. Stroll wants a championship winner. <laughs> Unlikely. Yeah, that's going to happen. We'll wait and see. And I really do think we might see Williams get more cosy cuddly with Red Bull. And well, maybe take Alban, some Red Bull powertrains. So they've got Albon already. I genuinely think this is the start of a shift for Williams. Potentially. That they, they do always like being independent, but they, they haven't been for many Not years Not since Doriton took over. Yeah. Doriton have yeah. kind of tried to make them a cost-effective team. Yeah. Which is why the TP still got a seat. But um, we'll gloss over Damage that. Damage costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Aston Martin, though, Jamie, I mean, we're just rattling through yeah. bits of news, aren't just we, at the moment? Meandering around news. <laughs> Mike Crack has confirmed Aston Martin do want to keep Seb. Yeah, I saw that. More, I saw they, they, they said they'd be stupid not to offer, which yes, I think is yeah. probably fair enough, really. Um, Especially after last weekend. Yeah. We gave him a lot of stick after Albert Park, and then he very, very smugly just did very well. Yeah. We, we give Seb stick when he deserves stick. We give Seb praise when he deserves to get praise mm. on this show. Yeah. And he did a fantastic unbiased. job. <laughs> yeah, he did. And it was, what, P8? Uh Obviously, P8 Stroll secured a 10th, which is pretty good as well for him. Yes, um, yeah. The, the fact we went from Aston Martin won't score points to Aston Martin have immediately scored double points. I think I said they would score funny. points. Which... No, we said they'd score points, but not any time soon. Yeah, it didn't look like later, they were in a position. Yeah, and They were the one next of two weekend. teams to get both cards into points at Imola. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. is pretty ridiculous. But yeah, fair play. Um, they would be stupid to not... I mean, at the end of the day, he's a four-time champion. He might be a lot worse than he was once. 
but he's a lot. He's considerably better than Stroll. Yes, and, and he does a lot for the team. Let's not forget as well with Sebastian Vettel, he will make sure that there are green hats in a grandstand. Mm, yeah, I see far too many people on Twitter that spend far too much money on just Seb merch. Yeah, like our entire group chat. Yes. Um, no, I didn't. I bought Stroll merch. Oh, nice. And <laughs> got a free yeah. hat with it. I got that a free a hat. <laughs> no, I didn't even buy Stroll merch. I just bought an Aston Martin t-shirt that was so bland, you can't even tell it's an Aston Martin t-shirt. Oh, that's a win. <laughs> it's incredible. Genuinely, like the, the the writing on it is so faint, it's beyond a joke. That's why I'm repping McLaren Golf again today. Nice. There's a helicopter outside my window, which I'm not sure anyone can hear, but it's very loud, so apologies for that. Lovely, lovely. Um <laughs> I think the other big sort of news then before we get into Miami is still teams trying to shave weight off, isn't it? Yeah. As- uh, sorry, not Aston Martin. Alfa Romeo have come out saying they believe the other teams have been very manipulative. Well, they have. Because or- originally it was a 795 kilo minimum, wasn't it? And it's been yeah. bumped up to 798. Well, As- not Aston. Alfa Romeo was the only team to be at the weight, at the minimum weight yes. in preseason. Yeah. And all the teams with power were like, no, we can't get that, that light, so please up the weight limit, up the minimum weight, which was yeah. pretty unfair on Alpha, I think. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but I think... But no, I'm completely they, with they've you got, on it, They've though. got a point. Like, they can make their car go 795. Yeah. Why, Why can't anyone else? Rules? Yeah. So it's it's led to uh, the extreme examples, I think, of Williams and McLaren, where... Williams, were, mostly, Williams, yeah. Like, they were... They were blue and they were orange at the pre-season, and now they're like blue and black and orange and black because they just keep stripping more and more paint. They're just going to be running like carbon fiber only in like four races time just to get to the minimum weight. But I mean, it's a bit. It is a bit stupid, I think, to be honest. Like, either allow like keep the rules as they are. I mean, the FIA is still manipulated by the big teams, but that's been the same for seventy years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah, it's been the same since day one. Yeah. But there we go. It's a bit of a shame for Alpha because they were they uh, actually nailed it with the rules. But now they're getting punished for being too light. But there we go. Um, but yeah, we could see just carbon fiber like black liveries come three or four races time when they're still trying to strip off grams basically because it's it's such a small amount of money, not a small amount of weight you save by yes. stripping the paint off. But it, these marginal gains, they're all all marginal, aren't they? But they add up. So it's all about the one percent. Yeah, it's there all about the one percent at the end of the day there. But yeah, I mean, it would laugh if. Well, I mean, Mercedes should have carried on with the black Mercedes, shouldn't yeah. they? Really? Well, just marketing issue know, with no paint. This is, a, this is a fun fact for you. It might be a fake fact because it came from one of my parents. I think if it's a fake fact, it's <laughs> not a fact, Jamie. In, just in just to early, get that out. In right? the early two thousands, uh, the lightest paint because they obviously didn't have like spray paint. It was all like actual hand painted. Well, the, every Formula One car was hand painted. Well, not maybe not hand painted. It was a different kind of paint to it is now, and the color red had the least, uh, least paint in it, paint pigment. So that's why Ferrari. That's not true at all. I'm making it right up, but it sounds like it could be true that red is the lightest paint color, which is why the Ferrari was the fastest in the early 2000s. You're honestly trying to suggest 30 <laughs> grams was the difference between Michael Schumacher winning two world titles and winning seven. Yeah. No, have you ever don't. considered the fact it was the maybe the fact Ferrari had the best car. a shit ton of money and unlimited <laughs> testing rather uh, than just it's got red paint? Yeah, maybe that. Surely maybe that I no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not having this. Why, why wasn't Midland in 2006 scoring big points? Yeah, and Toyota. Why, yeah, maybe why that, did I remember maybe... Midland before Toyota as well? Yeah. 
Maybe I was lied to as a six-year-old in the front. <laughs> I mean, that's just bizarre. <laughs> I don't know why I recall that fact now. It's not. It's that. It's not a fact. That old wives' tale now. <laughs> that is. I mean, you've completely derailed the show this I week have, with some. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of rumors and speculation about the early 2000s in Formula One, but that one just is. If on you've a got any more, level. any more fake rumors about the early 2000s, leave them in the comments. I have got a fantastic story, contract story from the early 2000s that I learnt this week, Jamie. Go on. And you are going to love this. Is I'm going to have to quickly... No, it's uh, not actually a driver. I'm going to have oh. to quickly grab up his name because I want to give him full credit here. But this story genuinely amazed me this week. So this was the story of... He was an engineer at Minardi called Gustav Brunner. So he was at Minardi in 2001. You know, he'd been there a couple of years, sort of, you know, was well known sort of around the F1 circle mm. back then. And obviously this was the time when Toyota were coming in, obviously to the spot. Now, Toyota were very, very aggressively trying to get Gustav over to the team. Of course, it's highly documented now how much money Toyota were pumping into yeah. F1. Um, he obviously, he w- I think originally he was offered the same as what he was at at Minardi, but he could sort of, you know, it was a much bigger team. Everything like and that. And there was probably a, a pay ladder as well that you could have worked on pretty quickly. Exactly. Uh, obviously, there were going to be a lot more people he would have to be in charge of, everything like that. So he he wasn't very happy with it. So obviously, he tried to request some more money from them. Uh, they then accepted... A f- they then tried to come back to him, I think it was with a counteroffer, uh, which he wasn't happy with still. So they were sort of haggling over price a bit. Um, obviously, no one quite knows what the numbers actually were. It was late on, though, in negotiations when Gustav had pretty much decided within himself that he wasn't going to go to Toyota, that he realised they were talking about monthly salary, not yearly. Oh, wow. They were going to pay him. In the end, it was about 15 times more than yeah. Minardi were. He would have easily accepted the first offer because they were paying him what Minardi were a year every a month. month. <laughs> So he managed to negotiate about a 15 times pay rise over what he thought he was going to get. I'm guessing he took it at that point. He did very quickly pack yes. his bags, left Minardi and probably yeah, drank caviar out of a champagne flute for the rest of his yeah. life. I think he's loving but I just life now. read that article this week and it absolutely blew my mind that he was wow. trying to negotiate with him and realised, yeah, it was monthly, yeah. not yearly. There we go. Always read the small print. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly, but yeah, no, that was just a wild little fun story. Um, to, to quite clearly, I think there that has been a perfect segue onto the Miami Grand Prix, Jamie. Yes. Now pumping money at it as well. There we go. They are well done. You've recovered that well for us. Miami, then. What a circuit this might or might not be. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's def. It's got Herman Til. Is it Herman Tilker? I always get this wrong. It, it's yes. gotta be. No one else. No, I mean, I, I always get him confused with the safety car driver, but it is Herman Tilker, the right. You get Herman Tilker and uh, Burnt Mylander. Burnt Mylander, but that is such an odd combo. Yeah, to get but it mixed is, up. it's got his fingerprints all over it. Herman Tilker, this track. Well, it hasn't got um, Burnt's fingerprints over it. No, not yet. <laughs> not until lap two when he's out. But um, there we go. Like, I I tweeted this about eighteen months ago, when so follow me on Twitter when it was announced the track was real. Um, Every, basically every complex of corners on this track you can look at and pinpoint to another Formula 1 circuit usually that's been designed by Herman Tilker as well so 
the likes of the most obvious ones, I think one, two, and three are obviously just a, a reverse Senna S from Brazil, which wasn't a Tilka track. Um, and then, which is why it's good. He doesn't copy other Tilka tracks, does he? He does. He just takes his own sometimes, ideas. Sometimes. Like four and five. He does take his own ideas sometimes, but the old tracks are generally better, yeah. so he nicks stuff from them as yeah. well. Four and five are just the the S's from like Shanghai or Malaysia, if you recall those. Uh, six, seven, eight is absolutely Malaysia, second last corner. Uh, the lock-up corner on F1 games if you used to play them. Yeah. Like, I've ev- never played an F1 game. No, never. <laughs> never. It's just... It looks quite good because they're all good complexes of corners. It just looks entirely unoriginal. Um, I thought you were going to give us the rest of the lap, to be honest. No, I've, I've run out of ideas now. Turn 12 looks like Sochi turn 3. Um, yeah, backwards. 14, 15 is just a chicane, so you could pick anyone, but then it's just a chicane. So. <laughs> and then, yeah. I can't remember what we said for turn 17 before recording, but... Uh, turn 17, 18 look like uh, turn 11 and 12 at Bahrain backwards. Yeah. Turn 12 and 13, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So... Actually, no, even turn... Even 19 could be included in that. Yeah. <laughs> it is 11, 12, 13 backwards. Yeah. There we go. So, I mean, it, it does look quite good. There's plenty of opportunities for overtaking. Mainly down into 17 Mainly or 17. 11. And 11 and maybe turn one if you get a great slipstream off 18 and 19 i don't know about drs zones if they've been announced yet um i think they're gonna be from 8 through to 11 and 16 through yeah. to 17 and then 9 to 1 19 yeah. to 1 sorry yeah so should be a lot of overtaking um but we'll have to wait and see it, it looks like a great venue to be fair um and uh- yeah. yeah, they've added a lot. Like, obviously, last time we raced in Miami, it was through a car park. So I'm glad that they've actually tried. When was this? Sorry, Caesar's Palace was that the one? That wasn't Miami, young Jamie. That oh, was no, Las that was, Vegas. That was Las Vegas, of course. <laughs> yeah, wrong one. That's another. That's in a year's time. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad they've actually tried to jazz it up a bit and put some put some life around it. And that's a decent segue into uh, the. <laughs> The, the thing that Twitter have been obsessing over this week. Yes. It's which, a weird obsession. It is. I mean, Twitter's full of weirdos. We're not going to argue against yeah. that. But there's been an odd obsession with the idea that, funnily enough, Miami wants to make their track look different and exciting. Why wouldn't you build a fake marina? I've yeah. got one in my back garden. Have you? No. Oh, well. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me knowing you, to be fair. But, Why, um... What? <laughs> there we go. I, I, I really think like genuinely why not i know you're being sarcastic but it doesn't well, there's an anything. element of why wouldn't you isn't it, there it's it's like it doesn't detract anything from the track from a distance it looks good like obviously up front it's, it looks a bit yeah. stupid because it's like cardboard water <laughs> yes but like, that bit did make me wonder yeah. what was going on yeah but like they they could have just built a pond and put yeah. a canoe on it if they wanted to yeah well do you remember when um uh, when Jensen Button flipped Pascal Verlein in Monaco. Yes. And they just put the fake one there. The well, fake they, signs. They had the a little the f- like the poster boards, yeah, wasn't it? The poster boards yeah. were made to look like the marina because they were doing some scaffolding behind the posters. Yeah. Just like that's exactly the same thing and no one kicked off then. So Pretty yeah. much. I don't really much. I think it's a good thing. Like they they're gonna it's Here we go. About... Jamie's gone on the record saying the fake Miami beach is a good thing. Yeah. Well, it makes it look cooler than just, like, a council... No, I can't say that, can I? Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, it's a car park, if it's going to yeah, be anything. Yeah, it's a car park, yeah. It's just, like, it's 
it brings a bit of more life to the circuit and it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from the track i don't really don't care about yeah whatever yeah. that's my right tell over. you what my favorite thing about this track is and what is that it's the, cor- it's the corner names yeah the corner names are very uninspiring <laughs> I, I love some of my favourite corners. You know, the iconic Turn 5, or otherwise known as the Lot 5. Or Turn it 6. It flow, flows is... perfectly into Turn 6, otherwise known as the Training Complex. Yeah. Uh, turn 17, 18, which are my favourite, I think. Hospitality Village. And Turn 18, known as Lot 6. Yes. So yeah. there we go. I, I even quite like Snake Canal. Yeah, that's that's a very good corner, Snake Canal. Which, yeah, I wonder just... if they've got a fake canal there. Or, or a it... fake snake. Oh, yeah, maybe both. <laughs> They're both made of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah, I think they're looking at, like we said, looking at Miami. This is the problem, isn't it? We're going to a new F1 track. Now, I did wonder whether we should try and scheme this together, Jamie, and one of us say the track's going to be create a brilliant race and one of us say the track's going to create an awful race. But even then, you know, I think the best example we can bring was the first year at Baku was awful. Yeah, and then since then it's delivered fantastic races every year, apart from one, which was awful as well. Yes, yeah, it did bring out one other useless one, didn't they? But yeah. apart from that, it's been pretty good for the most yeah. part. Yeah, and it's it is always interesting going to a new venue. I think it should be good. Like it's not the sort of track you look at and be like, "That's awful," like Sochi, where you look at it and say that's terrible. Yes, yeah, like there's. There's plenty of technical parts. There's good flowing corners. There's plenty of overtaking opportunities. It's just like the problem is sometimes tracks just can't do anything about it because say in qualifying, you get all the cars qualifying in the order that they should be. Then why would you have the overtaking? Well, you make a track that punishes mistakes. Yeah, which the barriers are very close around here, aren't they? So. Yeah, but then no one makes mistakes. You want gravel traps. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, That's what you want. get back you want to Imola again. Circuit like Imola, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I miss Imola. Yeah, it's been too long since you went, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> forever now. It feels like forever. But I mean, it's good job for Carlos Sainz. No gravel traps yeah. to end up in. Yeah, he can't end up in a gravel trap for the third race in a row. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I want to say this. I mean, to be fair as well, we've kind of come to Miami at the right time. Now we know the cars can stay closer. I think yeah. it does open up a lot of opportunities in a lot of tracks, doesn't it, now? But I think the big one will be the run down into turn 17, maybe a bit into turn 11. But I think a lot of the first half of the lap is just going to be single file. And then between 11 and 16 is just going to be... You're never going to risk a move because you no. just slipstream past That'll them. That'll be like the last down sector of Singapore, won't it? Yes, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, well, I mean, we'll wait and see, though. Again, we don't want to sort of call these things too early, but... Who knows? Who knows what Miami's going to hold? Let us know down in the comments below what you think Miami's mm. going to hold. Shall we get on then, Jamie, to our last big piece of news before we get into our predictions? Yes, let's do it. And Go it's on. finally confirmed after what feels like about five or six years. Like, ever since I've joined, like, F1 Twitter community back in, like, 2015-ish. Say, been, it's about 2016. Yeah, there's been, been murmurs of Audi <clears throat> and Porsche, or VW Group generally, entering into formula one and finally they've actually said they are going to uh now it probably won't be until 2025 or six six 2026 yes um but they've said that audi and porsche which are both part of the umbrella group of now now quickly before we go any further jamie yes porsche or porsche 
It's Porsche, right? I always call it's them that. It's Porsche. Am I wrong? Why? Don't 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 be one of those people. Oh, sorry. Do you want? Do you know the only people that why they say Porsche? Why? It's so it's because it's a longer word, so therefore they think people will hear them talking about their Porsche. Well, I wouldn't know that because I don't speak to people who own Porsches. So. It's a Porsche. It's a Porsche, <laughs> not a Porsche. <laughs> there we go. Audi and Porsche. Are Thank going you. To enter in some capacity, but it preface it will not be. Oh, this is what everyone's saying. They haven't confirmed or denied. It probably won't be as teams. So we're no. not getting two new teams or one new team. No. Like, no, which is kind of yeah. heartbreaking, isn't it? To be yeah. honest. Yeah. We I could have really done with a couple like, of extra teams. The the murmurs and the talks are like Red Bull and Porsche will connect up for the Red Bull powertrains. Yeah. Potentially just, yeah, that's how Porsche will be in the sport uh, through that. And then Audi. I mean, Porsche engineering, there's so many iconic yeah. cars. Yeah. And then Audi have had talks with a lot of teams, but they're probably going to be buying out a current bit like what Alfa Romeo have done with Sauber, like basically yeah. a title sponsor. Um, I think they're going to go McLaren. McLaren have been the one with most talks, but I don't see the McLaren name dropping off, to be honest. No, but they've been McLaren Audi. Yeah. Yeah. I think if... If Lawrence Stroll wants to sell, that could be a good one for Audi as well. That's very true. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, both both those names will be in Formula 1 in the next five years. But neither of them as new entries, I don't think. Or it's highly unlikely, But we do have the American one, Andretti. Are they still Andretti going? is still talking. There's still yeah. talks there. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a shame, isn't it? Because, I mean, Porsche and Audi, I mean, sensibly... If VW Group are getting involved, they were never going to put two teams up against each other. No. It just wouldn't make sense. But they, then again, they did that in LMP1. They've done that in Formula E. Everything about well, it Red just Bull always seems it. a bit they weird. Two teams year after one after another. What in F1? Yeah, Red Bull and yeah. Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso. But we always. But the thing was, obviously, Audi wasn't a junior team for Porsche, and Porsche no. wasn't a junior <laughs> team for Audi. It was just 2008 when it was a disaster, and Toro Rosso beat Red Bull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. It would have been nice to have at least one of them bringing in. But all it sort of makes me wonder is, are we going to see open more open restrictions on the new power units? Because, of course, the reason why Porsche and Audi went up against each other in LMP1 was the fact that Porsche was famously using a V4 diesel. Audi was using a six-cylinder petrol mm. with, obviously, completely different hybrid technology as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the engine regulations for 26 haven't been like finalized yet at all they have not there was interestingly we forgot to put it in our notes but they did release the initial idea of what they want the new cars to be like yes which is generally smaller and lighter which is what everyone's been screaming for needed formula one cars should not weigh 800 kilos and they shouldn't be too wide to get two cars side by side through the baku castle section yeah like the minimum that should be the goal now the minimum width of a track should still be wide enough for two cars to go through side by side Yes, yeah. Which hopefully it will be with the new rules. But yeah, so I, I think the engine regs are still very much up in the air for 26. But you kind of imagine that a massive corporation like VW will probably be like, we're entering if you do this. So, yes. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Completely. There's going to be VW quite and Porsche will decide what the new regs yeah. are and everyone else will have to bend to their will. Yeah. Yeah. It so, does make me... Yeah, sorry, I'm, my my mind is kind of just racing here with Go different optimistic ideas <laughs> as much as anything else. What if, Jamie, we saw Formula One make a massive switch over to biofuels? 
but a lot more open about what engines you could run. So it's a completely biofuel. Well, they've already committed to the current V6 turbo hybrid. To the end of 2025. Well, I'm reading a BBC article that says the architecture of the engine will be the same as now, a 1.6 litre V6 turbo hybrid. Ah, so I was going to say, bring in biofuel <laughs> completely. Biofuel is where it's then, going, definitely. I, think. I do hope so, because I mean, you could legitimately then bring back V10s, yeah, or V12s or V8 with biofuel, yeah. and that would be the dream. Yeah, because those those Porsche Super Cup cars are incredible at a track. Yes, yeah, but yes. they're only V6s. Yeah, but even like it's just the noise they make is like. Well, uh, no, actually, no. I think they're straight sixes. Oh well, I'm there pretty you certain go. still. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Formula One cars, again, when you're at a track, they don't sound bad by any means. No, but it's nothing um, like it used to be. Yeah, I, I was watching back some footage. I think it was, I want to say 2003, where Juan Pablo Montoya took pole at Monza by two thousandths of a second mm. over Schumacher. Which and for a just while was imagine... the fastest lap ever, wasn't it? No. It was... You're thinking of the wrong session. Uh. He did that in free practice, weirdly. Oh, that is weird. Because well. obviously refueling. Oh, yeah, Things like that, yeah. Um... But, yeah, I just... You imagine being at Monza listening to yeah. a V10. You, you just want that vibe well, back. Do you, you want that energy back. The end of... what? Yeah, I think it was the end of 2019. Where the they sent out Alonso. Last year, wasn't it? In the R25. Because obviously yeah. Alonso was coming back in 2021 with Alpine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So in Abu Dhabi, they sent him out in the R26. R25. R25, yeah. In yeah. The, which is V10. Yeah. Yes, the last of well, excluding the Toro Rosso from uh, from two thousand and six, it was yeah the last V ten. Yeah, and you hear like the paddock interviews after the race with like Hamilton. They're all loving it, and they just hear this V ten going around the track. It's like wow. <laughs> so I mean, they were just yeah. a different breed back then. Yeah, but they were horrendously unreliable. So we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, but I think with modern technology, you could make. And the thing was as well, they were horrendously unreliable because you could swap engines out every race. Yeah, engines had to last two races. That was only in 05, I want to say, 06 as well. Only as well. In 06, I've been watching yeah. 06 season review and like the engines yeah. fail like at least two a race would just fail. Yes, and it was a lot of BAR, wasn't it, early yeah, on in the year? and Williams were just horrendous. Yeah, and I mean, the thing, you could make V10s far more reliable, but I mean, even now, probably, I thought with the engineering you've got, you could probably look to make a V10 pretty reliable for five, six races, even at 19,000 RPM. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the footage of Honda. They tested, I think, one of their V10s. I think it was up to something mad, like 21,500 RPM. That's stupid. And it was just <laughs> bonkers. Yeah. And, like, engineering's come a long way in 15 years, so... Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this was before the modern packaging of Formula 1 cars. That was right at the end of the V10 mm. era. Um, I mean, well, we have got very off track. We have been rambling for we have, We've gone to V10s <laughs> out of nowhere from this. But it does bring us nicely back, Jamie. I'm going to tell you a story about Gustav Brunner. Oh, a again. 2001 <laughs> Minardi engineer. Yeah, we're talking about V10s. But anyway, let's try and get this show back on the road. Final bit then, Jamie. Predictions. Although now I'm going to have the next four races where I'm going to predict first. Yeah, because I'm doing to too well. And that's throwing his toys out the pram. Hey, no, you actually <laughs> said it, not me. You said I could pick first for a while. I didn't even bring up the idea. I'm yeah, picking go ahead. first. It's like currently 16-9 to me after I got, oh, I got so many points for predicting oh, that domination. Not good. Yeah. Um, right. Paul Leclerc. 
boring. <laughs> Race victory. Leclerc. Verstappen. Perez. I think Sainz is going to have another disaster. Oh, no. I don't want him to have this another will, disaster. This will be the one that he wins. Oh, don't <laughs> now, because it will. Oh, Sainz is actually going to win this. Now. You may as well um, predict that. I will go Verstappen. Pole position. Okay. Yep. We basically just go the opposite to each other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I will go... Oof. Oh, I, I, I want to be interesting, but I just, there's... I'll go You're going to need a lot more than three predictions, mate, to make you interesting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Verstappen poll, Verstappen win. Here come the comments. I can hear them already. Um, Perez, another Red Bull oh. one too. And Science, Leclerc disaster class. There we go. <gasps> okay. Okay. Interesting then. Interesting. Ready for the Miami Grand Prix. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, again, it's a bit difficult to really sort of talk too much about the race, isn't it? Because we don't, we've never been here. We don't know yeah, what's going we know on. Nothing. But well, we'll wait and see. For all we know, it could be an Alfa Romeo track or something oh, yes. bizarre like that. Looking Do at that. it, Do that. Go on, show um, podium. Let's go. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> um, anything else to add, though, Jamie? Before we round out, uh, sort your fantasy teams out. There's streaks happening. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good point. Sort out your F1 fantasy teams before this weekend as well. There, but thank you all so much for watching slash listening if you have enjoyed please do make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed or followed we'll be back next week hopefully not in such a rush ready to review the miami grand prix looking forward to a late evening race jamie mm. i think it's 8 p.m race start 7 p.m race yeah, start. yes definitely in the evening uh it's it it's gonna be a vibe my calendar has 8 30 weirdly maybe it's that I am not going to be able to watch the end of the race if I've got work at 6am Monday. I tell right. a lie, of course I'll watch the end of it, but still. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back next week ready to review the Miami Grand Prix. <laughs>